Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You can learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Job chapters 22 through 23 called Test and Treasures. Job doesn't have the full conception of Jesus yet. He has the idea of a mediator and a redeemer. We've seen that. But he doesn't know Jesus by name. He doesn't understand the full gospel, but we do. We can go to the throne of grace. We have a mediator there, Hebrews 7.25, Romans 8.34, who lives to intercede for us. He is on your side. He is for you. He is not against you. In fact, he's painted in the original language as a defense attorney so that when the adversary comes to accuse you, Jesus is actually standing on your side. That's pretty good news to have Jesus on your side, isn't it? But Job doesn't have that full picture. He says in 23.4, I would present my case before him, fill my mouth with arguments. I would learn the words which he would answer me and perceive that he would, what, what he would say to me, six, He would contend with me by the greatness of his power. Would he do that? He is not sure. No, surely he would pay attention to me. I think he would listen. There the upright would reason with him, seven, and I would be delivered or acquitted forever from or by my judge. If I could just get there, if I could just talk to God. If you took a microphone on the street of Corona right now and you said to somebody, hey, maybe you interviewed 10 people, Hey, if you got to appear before God, what would you say? Wouldn't it be interesting to hear the answers? Do you know a lot of people responded to a Barna survey, and they said that one of the things that they would ask God, and this was the top answer, is why is there so much pain and suffering in the world? Well, that's what Job wanted to ask, but it was kind of personal. Like, why? Why am I going through this? But he says, look, he says, I believe if I got before him, he, he would listen to me, six. I believe he would acquit me forever. And in the gospel of Jesus Christ, here's what we have. It says in Colossians 1.22, but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation, Colossians 1.22. Right now, you are blameless in God's sight. How? How? Because you have the righteousness of Christ credited to your account by faith. That's the good news of the gospel. Not only are you forgiven of every sin you've ever committed, but the righteousness of Jesus has been credited to your account by faith, and you are now free from accusation. That's really good news. That's what the greater Job does for us. He says, behold, I would go forward, but he is not there. Here's the problem. I want to appear before God, but I can't see where he is. I go forward, he's not there. Backward, I cannot perceive him. Nine, when he acts on the left, I can't behold him. He turns on the right, I can't see him. But he knows the way I take. And when he has tried me, when he has tested me, what's your Bible say, brothers and sisters? I shall come forth as gold. I can't see him. John 4.24 says, God is spirit, 
And those who worship him, it's up on the wall, must worship him in spirit and in truth. Colossians 1.15 says, God is invisible. Visible to my eye. He's spirit. But Jesus is the physical manifestation of the invisible God. That's what Colossians 1.15 says. Jesus is God in a bod, if you like rhymes. <laughs> so one of the objections that people bring up is, well, if God really wanted to make himself known to us, why didn't he show up? Oh, he did. In the very history in which we are embedded, in this very history 2,000 years ago, Jesus showed up, did miracles, raised the dead, opened the eyes of the blind, unstopped the ears of the deaf, raised people out of the tomb after being dead for four days, and raised his own body from the dead. Uh, is that enough evidence for you that God walked among us? I'd say so. He even calmed the sea, cast out demons out of people, and he is alive. Sometimes in our trials, we say, Lord, your spirit, uh, like the little boy on a storm-tossed night, the lightning strikes, the thunder's happening, and he cries out for mommy to come in the room, and mommy comes in, it's okay, just cry out to Jesus, and the little boy goes, I know, I know, but I, right now I need someone with skin. I need, I need somebody here, right? And this is where brother, brethren we can become God's hands and feet to other people. This is where the body of Jesus Christ, think of Jesus as the head, and so we're the hands and the feet. So the head tells us, I want you reaching out to that person. I want you to speak my truth. I want your feet to walk over here and do something good so that person knows I'm alive. I'm going to heaven, but I'm giving you my spirit, and I want you to walk out who I am in the world. See, people can't see God, but they can see you. People don't always know all the evidences that you may know about the creation and the conscience and the, the scriptures, the canon of scripture and the archaeology and all of that, but they see you every day at work. And Christ lives in you, not in the archaeological pieces that we dig up, Christ lives in you. And so Job says, I, I look around in my trial. Where, where will I go? I can't perceive him. But would you take heart in verse 10? Even though I don't see him, he knows the way I take. I don't know the way he takes. I don't know what God's schedule looks like every day, <laughs> right? I know he's always doing good and he's always working and he doesn't sleep, but I don't know what his schedule looks like. But he knows the way I take. And here's the cool thing. And when he has tried or tested me, verse 10, Job says, is Job a believer, folks? Oh, yeah. He says, I'm gonna come forth as gold. Now, in the scriptures, the idea of the refiner's fire is put forth to us. And I want to show you a passage in 1 Peter. Hold your place in Job. We're almost done, but check this out. This is in 1 Peter. It's the back of the New Testament. And Peter's speaking to a group of persecuted Christians who are trying to hold on to their faith. And you may be in this category tonight. And he's talking about trials. And 
He says in 1 Peter 1, 6, in this, 1 Peter 1, 6, you greatly rejoice even though now for a little while, if necessary, you've been distressed by various trials. That the proof of your faith, 1 Peter 1, 7, being more precious than gold, which is perishable, even though tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And though you have not seen him, you love him. And though you do not see him now, but believe in him, you greatly rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, obtaining the, as the outcome of your faith the salvation of your souls. When the refiner puts the silver or the gold in the fire, what does he do? He scrapes away the dross. He gets rid of the, the ugly stuff, the impurities. As gold is heated, impurities float to the top and can be skimmed off. Steel is tempered or strengthened by heating in the fire. And Job, before Peter ever wrote this, if you go back to the book of Job, says, I'm gonna come out of the fire as pure gold. Is Job more hopeful than he was in the earlier chapters? Yep. And I think this is what happens to us in our trials. When it first happens, we're like, oh, there's a calamity, it's terrible, what's gonna happen? And then as time goes on, we're like, eh, it's a little better, but it's still pretty bad and horrible. And, and then as time goes on, we're like, would you hide me, be my refuge and strength, just let this pass, over. this too shall pass. And then it goes on a little bit more, and we say, we wanna live, I know my Redeemer <laughs> See, sometimes as we progress through a trial, we realize what big babies we are. Anybody out there want to say amen to that? And we're over here to, you know, I got a hangnail and people are starving and they're like, I don't know, this nail's killing me. Look, I know it's a problem. But. And then we walk through the trial. And have you ever had this happen to you? Have you ever come three quarters of the way through a trial and went, oh, <laughs> I connected about three of these dots so far. I have a feeling that's what you've been up to, Lord. Man, that was a long journey to get here. <laughs> right? And that's because God tests his people to stretch you. The fire is hot. Oh, there's no doubt. Scraping hurts. <laughs> Impurities float to the top. And you're like, ugh. <laughs> Man, that was on me. <laughs> yep. He says, verse 11, Job 23, my foot has held fast to his path. I have kept his way. Have you ever been away through a trial and gone, you know what? Even though I've kind of been whiny and I've had a bunch of questions, I've still held the path. I've still... Uh, uh, been steadfast and immovable, not turned aside. I think God does that for us. And then this is one of my favorite Bible verses. Job says, I have not departed from the command of his lips. Job 23, 12. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. If you have a ESV, it says my portion. The NIV says more than my daily bread. You remember how we started, brethren? We said the greater Job Jesus was out in the wilderness tempted by Satan, 
fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, and Satan said, turn the rocks into bread if you're the son of God. If he really loves you, if he's so pleased with you, do it. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Hey, this is Pastor Shane Lance from Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, California. We want to thank you for listening to the program today. And we want to let you know that we have some new service times on Sunday morning. So we are going to go back to two services on Sunday mornings. One is going to be at 8.30 a.m. and the other is going to be at 10.30 a.m. So we pray that you'll join us for one of those services. I am the music director at the church and we are really excited to be able to worship through music and we're going to worship as well through studying God's word. We're going to worship in spirit and in truth as the scripture commands us to do. So we're really excited. We pray that you'll join us for one of those services this Sunday at 8.30 a.m. or 10.30 a.m. We pray that you have a great week and we thank you for listening to Walk in Truth Radio. Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. We'd love to see who's listening. So please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance right here on Walkin' Truth. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. If you have a ESV, it says my portion. The NIV says more than my daily bread. Do you remember how we started, brethren? We said the greater Job Jesus was out in the wilderness tempted by Satan, fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. And Satan said, turn the rocks into bread if you're the son of God. If he really loves you, if he's so pleased with you, do it. And Jesus said, my daily bread is to do the will of my Father. You see, I can't live just on the bread that everybody else is striving for. Jesus says to a crowd following him in John chapter six, don't labor for the food that perishes, but for the food which endures to eternal life, which the son of God or the son of man will give you on that day. Stop living for the wrong things. Sometimes God has to show us how divided our heart has been through a test to make us more single-hearted, so that we can actually live in the verse that says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things will be added unto you. So many ways that Job could have gone, so many ways that we can go in the trial. We could go this way, that way. We could say, God, forget about you. You're not coming through for me, so I'm done. But Job says, no, I'm leaning into God. And then he's gonna end with, some more doubt, which we shouldn't be surprised by. He says, but (laughs) he is unique, and who can turn to him? Who can turn him? And what his soul desires that he does. If anyone is ever categorized as unique, it's God. Amen? To whom will you liken me? Sometimes we say, oh, that's a unique car, or that's a unique sunset, or a unique-looking animal. Maybe so. But you know the category of unique is God. To whom will you liken me, says God. 
Look up at the stars. I made those. Look around. I made everything. Who are you going to liken me to? People say, well, the Trinity, it's kind of like an egg. There's the shell and the yolk. And... No, 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 no. God's not kind of like an egg. Uh, well, the Trinity is kind of like the triple point of water. This is good. At a temperature in a test tube, water will freeze at the bottom, liquefy in the middle, and puff smoke at the top. So if H2O can be three in one, well, maybe that's, well, that's still an analogy that breaks down. It doesn't describe God. And that's what Job is saying. He's so incomparable. He's one of a kind. He dwells in unapproachable light. For he performs what is appointed for me. Many such decrees are with him. Therefore, I would be dismayed at his presence. He's imagining getting this opportunity to be at his throne. When I consider, <laughs> I'm terrified of him. Almost reminds me of the cowardly lion. <laughs> well, maybe the wizard would give you courage if you went to the Emerald City. Yeah, but I'd be too afraid to ask him for it. I think that's what Job is doing. I imagine you ever uh, hear somebody say, yeah, when, when I end up before God, I'll tell him a thing or two about a thing or two. Uh, no, you won't. He dwells in unapproachable light. Our God is a consuming fire. I don't think you're going to say anything. And that's what Job is saying. He says, I would be dismayed at his presence, 15, when I consider I'm terrified of him. It is God who has made my heart faint, the Almighty who has dismayed me. But I'm not silenced by the darkness, nor deep gloom which covers me. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep leaning in with my fears and my doubts. Why don't you join me in prayer? Father, thank you that Jesus is the light of the world. He who follows me, Jesus says, will not walk in darkness. They'll have the light of life. Thank you that Job is such an example of a man who went through such a severe trial, held on to his faith, was stretched and changed. And he began to really see, dig down at the gospel. He didn't see it all. But right now we do, Lord. We see a cross where the light of the world took the darkness of our sin, took the wrath of Almighty God, the perfect innocent sufferer who died for a man like me. It's amazing grace. And he chose to suffer. He wasn't confused by what was happening to him. He went to the cross willingly. But we saw his soul troubled in Gethsemane and how he recoiled from the cross. It, it was a devastating thing. But he did it for love and he did it for us. And Lord, we just want to give you thanks. And as we go through our trials, when it's hard to see the light, when we don't know what a day or even a moment will bring, we know that you entered into our pain and that the problem of evil is answered in the power of the gospel. I don't always understand your ways, Lord, but you know my way. 
Help us all to treasure your word more than our necessary food. Help us not to let our flesh dictate everything we do. We don't want our desires to become our God. We don't want gold to be our God. We want you to be our God. Now, as you keep your head and heart bowed, would you just spend some time meditating on God's word, letting that word seep down into your heart. Let it encourage you. These are his promises. Let it free you from fear and doubt. If you're not a Christian, run to Jesus. Don't walk, run. Something like this, Jesus, save me. I believe you died on that terrible cross for me and suffered the righteous for the unrighteous to bring me to God. I turn from my sin and I place my trust in you. Be my Lord, pray it if it's you. Be my Savior, be my God. Teach me to walk with you, Lord. If you're a prodigal and tonight's your night to come home, I pray that God will give you the words that you need. And if you're a Christian and you're going through some suffering tonight, I pray that the book of Job will give you more light and encouragement to hold on because God is not going to let you go. Thank you, Jesus. We love you in your name. You've been listening to Test and Treasures Part 3 on Walk in Truth. And that was the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Job chapters 22 through 23. If you missed any part of today's program, you can always listen to Walk in Truth on our Free Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, we'd love to connect with our listeners. That means you. You can email or send Pastor Michael and the team a letter. We love mail. You can get all the contact information at walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. But our email address is contact at walkintruth.com. That's contact at walkintruth.com. And here's our mailing address. Are you ready? You can write Pastor Michael at P.O. Box 2063, Corona, California, 92878. That's P.O. Box 2063, Corona, California, 92878. Now, here's Pastor Michael with a final word. You know, Peter in 1 Peter 5 gave a treatment to elders and leaders, shepherds. And then he talked about clothing ourselves with humility. He talked about how we got to cast all our care to God because he cares for us. We have an adversary. He's on the prowl. And even if we suffer, it will be for a little while. And whatever a little while means, it could be different for each trial. But then he talks about the God of all grace at the end of 1 Peter, around verses 9, uh, I think it's specifically verse 10. The God of all grace, not some grace, the God of all grace will himself perfect, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. You see, even if you go through trials for a little while, if they're necessary, the God of all grace, you're not alone. Your brethren experience this all over the world. The God of all grace will, he'll confirm you. He'll restore you. He'll establish you. He'll perfect you. He's working. And he's the God of grace. Don't forget the God of grace. Hey, speaking of grace, I'd love to pray over you for this wonderful weekend we have coming up. 
And if you're driving, keep your eyes open, but just receive this as a prayer. Father, thank you so much for our wonderful Walk in Truth listening audience. Those are family indeed. Those who have been listening for a while, those maybe for a short time, would you bless them? Would you pour grace onto their situation, whatever it may be, whether they're flying high or really suffering and things are down right now? Would you bless them and keep them? Would you establish them, strengthen them, restore them? Even the years that the locust is eaten, would you bless that person who needs a physical healing? Maybe a concern about a loved one. Maybe they have a prodigal child. Maybe their heart is broken. They've just suffered a loss. I, only you know every heart, Father. But please, I'm asking, pour out fresh living water on your people. Fill their cups to overflowing. Strengthen them. Give them a beautiful weekend. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, have a great weekend. Uh, Go to church on Sunday. Hey, if you want to know more about the church I pastor, it's Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona. Search for our app, Living Truth Christian Fellowship, red logo with pillars. You can find out service times, how to connect on YouTube, Bible studies, stuff for the kids, so much more. And we'll look forward to seeing you on Monday when we ask the question along with Job, how long, oh Lord? Have a great weekend. We'll see you then. And just a reminder that Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. Your financial partnership helps us broadcast on this station, provide the podcast for free, and it helps us do our free apologetic events as well. So please consider becoming a monthly partner of at least $5 a month. You can donate at walkintruth.com. And join us on Monday on this station for Pastor Michael Lance's teaching in Job chapter 24 called, How Long, O Lord? I'm Mike Massaro. Hey, have a fantastic weekend. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, where it's our goal to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.